0: Welcome Chuck. How's it going? I remember back in the 90s when I was just in grade school they'd show us these doomsday population charts where all of humanity took forever to get to like half a billion people then all of a sudden 1000 AD we exploded to like 8 billion people and we're all just going to be swimming in people and starving to death but then since the 1950s to current date we went from about fertility rate of about 5 down to about 2.3 so we've more than half our fertility rate so this doomsday scenario hasn't panned out and we might actually be having a population crash
1: well i just i don't is that that's total like pop, total population earth population right or oh, less than half then
0: yeah. Yeah. So, uh, worldwide, we went from somewhere around fertility rate, about five, each woman producing about five children mm-hmm. down to about 2.3. 2. And 3. In some places like South Korea it we went from five to just over one. They're really having a population crash. Well,
1: the the charts in high school obviously weren't right. They, it, it took a little bit, a little bit longer for us to get to that 8 billion, but we're there, right? What are we like right at or right at 8 billion? I think,
0: uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, even in the nineties, if I was looking at the charts they were giving me, you know, we should have been well over nine before we got out of the nineties and just we should probably be eleven or twelve. We should be quite well, yeah, they would, up there.
1: We'd be would be another third.
0: Yeah. I think obviously some of the information I was fed anyway didn't have anything to show for declining fertility rates, especially, you know, when it comes to education seemed to be a big hitter for declining fertility rates. So you could add education to a country, you know, as long as you're just educating all the men there yeah fertility rates might take a hit but the second you start educating the women that's when it would really take off and that fertility rate would just start to plummet
1: well they don't feel like they need prior to educating women a lot of women are housewives that's what they do and then after education they're like oh i can go and do things you know that makes sense I, i would understand why then they would choose to maybe have their own career path instead of just following a husband around his entire life or something like that. So that being a large factor. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, yeah,
0: status-wise like you're saying, I mean, higher status might be having a whole bunch of kids and being, you know, the the mother of that family, but after education, the options You might not are want a family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, who would just say that every single one of them just wanted to be yeah, you know, a, a stay-at-home mother funny thing is like culturally you know for the longest time we said hey this would never happen in asia these fertility rates will just be sky high and you know they've dropped there and even religions have you know haven't been able to resist that either now we have the, the non-religious you know they were back in the 1960s about 1.5 and they're they're about the same way they've been pretty much flat but if you look at like christians they went you know anywhere from about five down to like 1.8 and the Muslims have taken quite a hit too. They were over nine, nine kids per woman, and now they're sitting around three.
1: Well, I think with those different demographics, as far as like religious and non-religious, like there's definitely things that affect religious people that non-religious people don't take don't take into consideration. Yeah, like Catholic people and using protection and so on and so the forth. Natural family right, and right, right. Contraceptives and or the it, so it doesn't surprise me non-religious numbers didn't alter that much, except for maybe the education of women and non-religious people in that sect would have changed regardless. But but as far as just like education goes or even the Pope could decide, oh, this is okay now or this isn't okay now because we're having too many kids so now contraceptives are okay when in reality maybe they didn't or shouldn't have done that. Maybe but,
0: it was more of a political or power yeah, move yeah. more than hey, this was religious dogma dictating what to do. Right. Yeah, I, I, or I maybe,
1: I they got, maybe they got over some dogma and realized, hey, that's screwing us in one way or another. Maybe we shouldn't do that. And now you can have them if you want them, don't if you don't, instead of the old school way.
0: Yeah, I would feel a lot of religions would change their views if, say, their numbers started to dwindle or they had some other threat. They would probably be like, hey, be fruitful, you know? I think there's probably some competitive nature there as well and kind of along what you were saying the other religious people versus the non-religious i'm imagining that most of the non-religious aren't those staunch traditionalists especially with the family traditions they're
1: willing to change if they realize that that's the better way to do it
0: yeah their ideal isn't like hey we're gonna have what we're gonna do is have a bunch of kids you know a lot of them are looking at other things in life and so i guess that makes sense even back then, or, or at least free, fertility rate was so low you know
1: or at least maybe say using protection instead of just having a kid because my religious oh religious my, my religion uh, my religious beliefs say i have to because i got pregnant whereas non-religion might go uh no i'm 22 i work at a subway i cannot pay for a child you know that's what i mean true. and i and, i mean to that's a. To some degree, that's a smart thing to do, I guess. That also is based on perspective.
0: Yeah, and researching this, I kind of thought there'd be a little more of a, a bump where places abortion is illegal, and hmm. I guess uh, not so much know, quality of life, especially education. Like education was just the big hitter everywhere you, that you went. As long as education, especially educating women, went up, fertility rates dropped.
1: Well, again, uh, that makes sense when half the population is like suddenly now i don't have to now i 'm not stuck in this one way of life. I can go choose to do whatever I want because i've been educated. That makes sense.
0: now you have options now you have options, yeah yeah, and I think one of the the big things that they're looking at is even though population might not be declining, that can be a little bit deceiving. So if you look at some of these demographic charts, we have the younger generations on the bottom and the older generations on the top, one thing that they 're worried about is that that graph started to look like a top where you might be let's say in Japan where you have very few babies and quite a few elderly adults who need a lot of care actually have more adult diapers than baby diapers and so that's a that's wild. quite a quite a drain on an economy because with an economy you know it's just that middle working class you know you're not obviously the little kids and little babies aren't working and then the elderly they have to retire at some point or their bodies won't allow them to work anymore it's it's that that middle section that's providing for everything. And we can get this deceiving situation where if we're not having a bunch of babies. We're not having many kids and people start living longer. Our population can actually stay the same. And we're deceived into thinking we're in a good situation when really we're just going to have more elderly people we need to care for. Fewer people to help run the economy and provide right. those goods and services for for the elderly.
1: Right. There's gonna, and then at some point, all those elderly, they're going to go. And then that cluster of 30 to 40 to 50 year olds is going to enter the elderly and there's going to be nobody to there'll be people to replace them but not nearly as many and they won't be as skilled as far as maybe manual labor factory jobs things like that
0: yeah and that is a big issue i know china's kind of upside down they're a little bit like a top right now and that's going to be their biggest problem for being a world power they were just unable to get people to have kids. I think they're down the fer- fertility rate is about 1.3.
1: When did they stop the one child thing?
0: I'm not sure. I think there's been a lot of alterations and maybe some of it's to save face, to say, hey, we didn't really make a mistake because we're the all-knowing government. Right, right. Um, but they, I think they've altered it where, yeah, you can have a lot more kids now and they want people to have kids. Yeah, they the,
1: realize that they fucked up probably.
0: Yeah, and, and they're, for economic reasons... Obviously, they have a lot of people who are untrained, uneducated from the countryside, and they have a bunch of people who have been trained who are living in the cities. They want more of these highly trained people. They want to right. pump out they're pumping out more engineers than us, which is good for them. But on their mix, they still want to have more of these highly educated people. You know, the problem is a lot of these highly educated people, they're busy. They're working. Yeah. They're in the city. It's expensive having kids. Kids are a liability. They don't want to have more kids. And some people out in the country don't have a lot of finances or education. They're the ones that are wanting to have kids there, and that's not what their government wants. wants.
1: And they well, they and they won't have kids because the same reason people wanted to have kids here in the 1800s. Because having kids means more hands to help, you know, sow crops or hunt or whatever. Maybe.
0: Yeah, and there in China, that zero to five age demographic is just extremely small. I think you know, all the other. Age brackets are much bigger, except for there's like a little blip there for one section. But beyond that one, you have to go all the way up beyond 70 to 75 to find a group that's That's smaller. smaller. And that's going to be a big issue. That's a big bubble. Yeah, that's not a lot of young people coming up into the workforce down the line, especially with it keeps trending downwards and fewer and fewer people having kids. They're going to have a problem there. Looking from the, the biggest bulk of their populations, from the 30 to 60, just a big bulk of people and i think you probably remember in the 90s and you know and you could get all kinds of stuff extremely cheap from mm. china and that doesn't seem to be the case as much because some of these people are getting older some of them are retiring and that 30 to 60 age demographic it's it all in retirement they're gonna have a they're gonna be screwed of elderly people to take care of very few people to take care of them
1: okay. or do their work
0: yeah if, if they want to have a war they need to have it yeah. Pretty soon, before all these Yesterday. people will get older. Russia's in the same department. They don't want to have a war 25 years from now. Too many people. Will they get won't under. have
1: the people to fight it.
0: Yeah, and when it comes to recruitment there with the military, it's that youngest age demographic, them young kids, you know, just finishing up their high school education and whatnot. If you don't have them, I mean, because the next three age demographics, you know, are almost the same size combined as mm. that youngest. So it's,
1: that's their best chance to get somebody into the military. Or a military is eighteen years old, fresh yeah. out of high school.
0: I think if you get that eighteen-year-old and he becomes a lifer, he's putting in a lot of years in the military. Yeah. What's that? That guy who came in at thirty-five plus, you know, how many years is he going to stay in? Right. You know, even if he likes it.
1: Yeah. Well, how many how many years is he going to be viable as a as a worker? Whether it's physical labor, especially if it's physical labor. But but even if like he ends up in command and and is issuing orders, how long before that's not before he can't do that anymore before so his he's his like, body
0: says no yeah,
1: yeah before he's got too many problems or goes senile or what have you and even so when that does happen there's not there's going to be a lot fewer people to pick from to replace him with
0: that's true and if you think about it too how many people do you know once they Gotten their say college education, their vocational training to the military. They have a they have a family, they have a couple kids. I mean, how excited is that guy to join the military? And right. Especially voluntary. And then think of the upheaval if you ever had to, you know, heaven forbid one of these these countries has a forced a draft draft. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at that populace, they're over forty. Those people aren't they don't want to join. If you're forcing them to join, if you have any kind of uh they don't give election a shit. process they're going to speak their mind that yeah. they don't like you.
1: <laughs> yeah, they won't. They won't be happy if you force them to join. They a when they get back, they will remember that you forced them to join, and they will do everything in their power to screw over the government for the rest of their life. You took me from my family and made me fight for something I didn't plan on fighting for in the first place, and possibly die. Yeah, yeah, it, that would be all bad. Yeah. I mean, even the draft back in the day. I'm sure. I'm sure some people got drafted and came out the other end and we're like, that was good for me. But in today's day and age, when somebody can sneeze on you, can turn around and be like, that's not fair and complain about it. That's going to be a different draft. Oh yeah. Different process.
0: Changing some of the rules to get in because it's just, we have fewer and fewer healthy and able people just naturally as a population, we're picking up more weight and it's oh, harder yeah. to climb a oh, wall yeah. the heavier you are, you know, especially the endurance, you know, you put it over a hundred pounds on someone's back and tell them to hike up a mountain. Yeah.
1: yeah, a lot of people nowadays, like if you, I mean, obviously it takes a little bit of a physical, you know, stamina, gumption, whatever you want to call it to be able to do that. But a lot of people don't even have that. A lot of people, you tell them to do something that is difficult and they'll just be like, "Nah, eh, I don't think I'm gonna try. Let alone doing it.
0: But yeah, I absolutely agree with you that just the perspective of joining when you're young and that's what you want to do versus being forced into it. That's gonna be a big deal. And I know with Russia, if they can take land while they have the people, that aging demographic can get older and it won't be so much of an issue because they'll be able to hold land much easier than taking land. It takes a lot of people to take land. Right. Sometimes holding it if the Geography is good for you. It's not nearly as tough. But time will tell to see how the whole Ukraine situation finishes up. It plays out. Yeah. Yeah. It plays out. Yeah. And economically speaking, like even if the government implements a program for people to have more kids, you know, like Sweden or France,
1: like an incentive program?
0: Yeah. Like an incentive program. Like, hey, they're going to help watch your kids or do this or that and provide stuff for you and make it better. It does have an immediate bump where a lot of people will have kids, but then yeah. there's usually a little bit of a slump right after, and so it's as if they pushed these kids forward, like parents who'd already, prospective parents who had already planned out that hey, we're going to have kids. Hey, the government's giving us some stuff, so they had their kids Let's earlier. Yeah, but it seems like we didn't win over these other folks who are saying hey, we're gonna, we were never going to have kids, and now we're going to have kids. Right, like, we're just not, we just pulled it forward. It seems like because I know. France had a lot of success with that, and then it kind of just fell back. We're almost back to the new all-time fertility rate lows.
1: Well, it's, that sounds kind of like a trend popping to me because I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just the people that I've known that have said they don't want to have kids. But the people that I've known that said they don't want to have kids are generally people that don't. They don't care about that. They they work and then they spend their money partying or playing around or going on hiking, and they don't want to have. A little baby to tout tout along and take care of and so on and so forth. Like there are some type of people that are just it's not for them because of their lifestyle is not cut out to have kids for. And I would see getting them to change their mind being a difficult thing, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's not uh, stylish or trendy. I mean how many influencers are like, hey, look at my baby. I'm taking him here with me, unless they're Well, I'm sure that there's some,
1: but it's definitely not easy. Like it's not something you just He's not. It's You just don't quit your job one day and pick up your kid and slap him in a backpack and go hiking across California. It doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah, I can't remember which investment firm might have been BlackRock. They were talking about spending changes with changing demographics. They were saying there was going to be many, many more women, 40 plus, that have no kids and are not married. And so they're actually rebalancing their portfolio mm. to adjust to that because it's going to be so significant. But yeah, even the hedge firms are... Planning for a lot of this. So I think that goes with the trend where there's just a lot of people. Hey, we're going to have fun, party, you know, have that story of having fun in our younger years. And then maybe around 35 or so, we're going to start settling down, look for a little more practicality and have kids. But up until that point, especially look at it from a guy's perspective, if you're trying to impress the ladies, you could, if you ride right up in that Lamborghini, you sure have a lot better. You know, women say they want practicality, but riding up in that Lamborghini is going to help you a lot better than being Mr. Practicality driving that minivan, I
1: mean. Right, especially if especially if the girls that you're going to go pick up are the single girls with no kids, that they don't give a shit about that minivan. They like the Ferrari because oh yeah. you know what I mean? That's their lifestyle. They don't have kids. Why that makes sense.
0: Yeah, you could be Mr. Practicality yeah. and that's not going to land you a date with someone who doesn't already have kids. Yes. By, probably, wouldn't, probably it, wouldn't work for most with kids already. It,
1: Right, there's, there's a lot smaller percentage of them that it would work if, of girls that don't have kids or women that don't have kids that that would work with because, oh, they value practicality or having a guy that works. But it definitely seems like those values or those things that are wanted by women definitely are generally women that have kids.
0: Yeah, I would say...
1: They got more on their shoulders. Yeah, our
0: generation seems like we're more status... You know, Our generation younger seems more status chasing where before it was kind of like Hey, just be a good person, good part of the community, and right? Contribute where everyone right. else is like, hey, I need to shine.
1: Yeah, help me, help me raise the kids and help me pay for the house and everything else is gravy. But now it's like, no, if you don't have a million dollars, I don't really want to deal with you.
0: Yeah, I think it's looked down on if you have a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, a lot of the you know, influencers out there anyway. They, you know, they would be looked down on if they started having kids all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. They fall out of the limelight the second they have kids because they. Maybe they don't know they if have that's to stop healthy their kids, or they just know that they're gonna look foolish, you know, by popular opinion, you know, trying to be cool while having kids.
1: Right. Well or or you know, their their popularity declines because because of their kid, not not directly because of their kid, but indirectly because they have to stop doing things that they used to do, put on video, film, blah, blah, blah. You maybe put money towards to towards the baby. They have, all those things change because now they have a whole nother responsibility that is around 24 seven that, you know, that'll alter somebody's You got a point lifestyle.
0: there. They, those kids are a lot more expensive. I mean, back yep. to the Lamborghini. I mean, if a kid is costing, I know a few years ago that you say about a quarter million dollars, I guarantee it's a lot more now. Oh yeah, man! Think of the think of the little sports car you could buy you know, the quarter mil. Yeah, and, you know it's like I have a especially kid, if you're I single, of this yep. sports car. <laughs> but yeah, you know status wise, I mean, it's just it's kind of a no brainer. And then technology wise, I mean, the comp the modern comforts that we've had today, I mean, who wants to give up some of that stuff? when your your life is just so much easier when you're a young person with no kids and you just have to support yourself you got to go support other people i know it economically speaking one of the big drivers people don't look at in our economy is when someone gets married has kids or just has has kids in general you look at how many hours that they're working at their job it instantly goes up and yeah unless they're
1: they're a piece of shit and don't care about their kids. yeah
0: unless yeah unless they don't care they're a terrible person yeah but yeah especially with the married People out there, they instantly start working more hours, which is providing more and more goods and services for the economy. They're making more money for themselves. They're also much bigger consumers. Mm-hmm. You know, like we had mentioned in that previous episode. You know, a mother, a first-time mother, well, she's going to change her shopping behaviors greatly. You know, because of the baby speaking, and that is, that is just a golden era. To, advertisers try and grab onto that person and say hey start shopping at our place because they're going to be spending lots of money that quarter million dollars is going to be going into the economy yeah somewhere well, or another
1: and and they're going to have to have a bigger house they're going to have to have things that smaller houses don't have you know or more expensive versions of the things that smaller houses do have you know of vacuum cleaners and so on and so forth like or 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 even things like having multiple cars because now you work a job your husband works a job you've got three kids to take to soccer and karate and dance class and you have to have more than one vehicle to get them around or when they all turn 18 and now you've got six vehicles in your driveway
0: yeah and if you don't do all those things society is saying you need to do for your kids and get for your you look down upon You're shamed. even if you leave your kids out in the backyard the neighbors might call on you if they're not fully attended at every yeah. moment Why is or
1: even if the kid's just being too loud for the neighbors, some people are jackasses
0: yeah i mean times have changed well when i was a kid i was in first grade and parents just said hey when you get home from school go ahead and walk down to main street and go get your uh, haircut we've already paid her all right so i mean that was a normal thing you could do that right you know nowadays i'm a Afraid, you know, the cops would be called on me or something if I tried anything remotely Uh, close to
1: that. I know when I was, I don't know how, I guess, I don't know how young I was when I was starting to wander around myself. Probably early teens, I was starting to wander around town by myself during the summer. And definitely 13 and 14, yeah, probably early teens. I was riding around halfway across town going to find my buddy's house out in the boonies or going and playing at the park or something. I didn't have a cell phone. Mom didn't know where I was or what the hell I was up to. And now I couldn't imagine, I don't have kids, but I, I don't even, I couldn't imagine the way that my my niece is growing up. Her, my mom takes care of my niece and she won't even let her ride around the block, like on a bicycle, just like once or twice, 10, 15 minutes. I was gone for like nine hours at a time. Things have definitely changed.
0: I know a parent whose kid is not allowed to walk anywhere. He's He's about a year away from going to college on his own. So he's going to be walking everywhere on that campus, getting the class. So like
1: day. he's 17 or 18 yeah, already.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah. Um, And he's not allowed to walk a full city block. you know, Is he going to get a sn- block and a half anyway? You're going to get snatched. Anywhere because th- she's afraid. I'm huh? thinking you are doing, you're Harm. not protecting him. Yeah, you're Harm. doing him a disservice. You're harming yeah. his child. You're sheltering him too much. Yeah, it's, it's too much. And it's, it's going to be a painful awakening for him when the real world,
1: when somebody runs his pockets or something, he goes to college and he looks scared and somebody walks up to him and says, give me everything in your pockets or I'm going to whip your ass. And he's never encountered anything like that because he's been so sheltered. You know what I mean? Yeah. You never know. Crazier things have happened.
0: Well, in a lot of those situations, those people who are looking for a target, that person who doesn't buck back at all, that person who just kind of withers over and yep. like, oh, okay. You know, and they show fear and their body language or whatnot, that just makes them a greater target.
1: Yeah. It'll happen again. If yeah. they stay in the same area, they're...
0: I was going to say when you mentioned you and your buddies riding around town, I'm guessing you guys probably all had bicycles and you're just yeah. like a small little little gang of kids. A little group,
1: three or four of us, yeah.
0: Yeah, that kind of miss uh, miss those days where kids could just big group of them went out together and who just went about anywhere and everywhere. Now, even back then, parents would say, "Hey, you need to get out of the house. You need to go yeah. somewhere. Oh, Don't yeah. come back till it starts just before dark."
1: Yep. Yeah, it would be, I think I got my first cell phone when I was like 15 or 16. But prior to that, it was, yeah, get back before the street lights come on, get back, or 9 o'clock or whatever it was, you know, depending on what time of the year
0: it was, I guess. But,
1: yeah, not not nowadays. I don't, you don't, I mean, I see kids playing around, but not nearly as many as there was when I was growing up even.
0: Well, they're not allowed to go anywhere. You know? it's, everything is very structured. Well, or they don't want
1: to. They're playing on their tablets in their bed.
0: How many different events do you see kids in? grade school where they just created their own little event they're gonna go play a pickup game or do this or that or they're building you know something where a whole bunch of them go to other people's houses you know not where they're doing something online at home you know the protection of their own house but going out and doing stuff with other people they're all hanging out in somebody's backyard building a
1: fort or something like that
0: yeah i don't think you see that nearly as much you know whether they're you know, working on a go kart or building this. Or making well, maybe they just don't do that anymore unless it's something structured through the school system.
1: I would say you're probably right, but I also don't have any evidence. I don't have kids, so I don't. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't speaking, know. What, I don't wouldn't know what their schedules might be.
0: Yeah, that's that true. I am speaking anecdotally. Uh, yeah. for the most part on that one.
1: I mean, I guess I. You're. I don't see. Groups, not nearly as many groups of three or four or five or six kids just running the streets in the middle of the summer like I used to. It definitely has declined a little bit. It still happens, but I know. like I mean, but I get what you're saying. Like there used to be when I was growing up, at least in certain parts of the city, there would be like whole blocks where every single kid knew every other single kid and every single house had a kid in it to know every other kid. And they would all end up Playing basketball together, playing video games together, hanging out, going. And we used to climb down into the spillways for when, if it ever flooded, we just climbed down in there and ride our bikes around in there.
0: How many times would kids just show up at one of their parents' houses? You know, they would just go to their walk friends' houses. And be like, hey, you know. it, it just seemed like back then everybody, all the parents knew all of their yep. kids' friends as friends. And, you know, uh, and that's how it was
1: birds. too. I had a friend who got kicked out of his house and it wasn't, he was over at my house all the time. He got kicked out of his house when he was like 17 or 18 for something stupid. And two seconds later, he was living in my house with me
0: because he was there
1: all the time anyways. There, There may be, it probably happens with small groups, but definitely not like how it used to.
0: I think one of the big changes that's affected the fertility rate is just the fact that kids are a liability where back in the day, let's say you go way, way back to when most of the jobs were, agricultural you know, people working out on the farm. Mm-hmm. Those were extra farm hands. Right. And you didn't pay them. They just, you know, that was part of the deal. Is they got fed. They got to and sleep, they were there. They got a roof, oh, you know, roof over their head. But they, they put in work and they yep. put in quite a bit of it. And, you know, we don't have that anymore. And I know, you know, looking at some of the road signs where they might say, hey, uh, a farmer in this county, you know, back in the day, it, this road sign would say, hey, farmers in this county feed, uh, you know, 54 people and you. Now it's closer to like 150 people right and you and you the technology's got a lot better so obviously you're going to need less of these farm families and more of it's automated yeah you'll need a lot of kids for the custom cutting or whatever you're just not going to need as many of these families they've been very successful producing a lot of food
1: right you don't need the farm machinery kind of took over for that
0: kids are just expensive nowadays you can't fewer and fewer kids will walk to school it will yep. be
1: super expensive or they want the same video games as their buddies so that they can play and you know i guess i get that because i'm a video gamer but still there being new things now that kids 80 years ago didn't have access to didn't care about that they do now and those things being way more expensive than anything used to be back in the day yeah oh, i'm sure let alone let alone just the cost of taking care of a kid has skyrocketed. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if you feel like, if you let that kid walk to school, which actually improves their uh, educational attainment and their health, and their health, but you'll be looked down on. And why are you taking that kind of risk with your child? And this and that. And when the kids fail to launch later in the life, they're like, I have no
1: idea why this happened. Or even if it's a school, you know where. Like mine, if you had a car, you got to drive it if you were an upperclassman, and if you didn't, then you didn't. But that kind of... There was always a, a slight stigma on people who rode the bus. Even if you were driving a shitty, shitty, shitty car, that was a car, and it was yours, and that was better than you riding the bus. There was like a slight stigma, like maybe he's poor, or whatever it may be. Maybe, maybe he... Parents won't give him a car, whatever it may be to the bike.
0: how many of those kids had to work or work on their car to keep it running or a lot of them worked on a car because they um, could get it on the cheap
1: i was gonna say uh, those two things combined were probably people whose parents had farms or people whose parents had workshops and welders and things like that that they had access to like i grew up in oklahoma and they People there would bring their trailers to the school and have the students in agriculture class weld their trailers back together for them things like that. so a lot of the kids, depending on what type of kid they were were they were they were their parents farmers or not basically did their parents work that type of blue collar job and if they did, then they probably did everything on their own car, had their own car, drove it, fixed it, everything. Other than that, then the parents probably either worked for the prison or the military base.
0: Sounds like you're describing my, uh, you know, one of my grandpas a little bit. When he was a kid, no one just gave him a car. So Mm. he found two cars that were not runnable and he just... Put them together. Yeah, he hacked off the two different ends and put them together. And yeah, it wasn't a masterpiece by any means. But it worked. It ran. Yep, It ran. Yep. And, And along with what you're saying with some of this stuff, when I do look at a lot of the jobs that kids have nowadays, a lot of times they're just working in a store and it's just someone just lackadaisically just taking up time and space. And I feel bad for some of the kids. I went to buy shoes for my uh, daughter's volleyball the other day. And unfortunately, like a guy asked me, hey, what what size of shoe do you need? And I told him like, hey, she wears this size and could you get us one of these. And so he kind of grabbed the shoe, walked about three feet over to the cash register, looked back around. and said, "Uh, What what size again? It was like less than five seconds.
1: Not paying any attention to his job.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just, I feel bad for the kid because he's had no, it seems like there's just not enough challenge to even Mm. keep him semi coherent
1: or interested at all. Yeah.
0: Like it it might not even, it seems like if we don't have enough challenge for these kids, like that could be cruel in a way.
1: Well, you're definitely not wrong. Just, me like myself i'm definitely one of those people if i'm doing a job that's i work in a factory now but it's not mundane where it's not always the exact same thing but if i am doing the same thing over and over again especially even especially when i was younger i would just check out you know i didn't want to be there if it wasn't something i was super interested in yeah when i was working when i was 18 making dough balls out of little Caesars or whatever it was i was checked out
0: yeah i would imagine the the goals that they have there that they're challenging you to hit these numbers and improve and all these different metrics they're asking you to improve from, you know, you just feel like they want you
1: to to work harder.
0: Yeah. To the cost of the product, to the quality of the product, they're trying to get you to increase all these things. I feel like for a lot of the kids, especially in a classroom, one of the biggest goals that seems to trump everything else is that we have this big classroom and we want all the kids to sit, listen, Cause no problems. Yeah. If you can do that, it's going to be great for you. I think that's kind of hard for a lot of the boys, where they can be loud and rowdy in an ag shop putting stuff together. That's way better. Better for them. Yeah.
1: Oh, from I don't know about you, but just from adult working experience, I've I've worked in a place where you have to you know kind of be inside and have your inside voice and all the time and blah. And then I've worked where I was hanging off the side of grain elevators and getting off and and. Grilling steaks and drinking beer after, and then rinse and repeat the next day, and it's way more fun to be in a group of dudes who can scream and yell and drink beer all day and so on. Have fun and kind of yeah. yell and just yeah. be yourself to some yeah. extent. Or on construction crews, they won't tell you, but people on con, everybody on a construction crew, the vast majority of them, unless you just got a real strict, well, I guess maybe not vast majority, but if you don't have a real strict boss, you're probably you're probably drinking beers after
0: twelve. Yeah, I know it's kind if of strange. Not before. And- big corporate world even in factories how people have to watch what they say all hmm. the time I find it very interesting though that the unions how they've affected the laws and the, the rules for negotiations and yelling and swearing is an effective form of communication with that being said that corporation can't they don't have a whole lot they can do in some situations to go back against that worker who yelled and sweared at them in a union negotiation. Right. I feel bad for a lot of kids out there. I actually had taught a, a, one kid who was struggling in all of his classes, and I got him to start passing in my class. And as it turned out, one day the kid just looks at me, and says, you need to yell at me. I'm like, what yeah. are you talking he about? He wants the direction. He's like, you need to yell at me. I'm like, uh, we have classrooms all around us and below us, I can't just yell at you. And he's like, but that's how I I respond, you know? And I think, and I feel bad for the kid. I think I did him a disservice for not yelling at him because I think that really was speaking his language outside of a coaching role. When you're stuck in that classroom, how can you, you really can't yell at some of these kids, even if, you know, especially if the boys respond better to it, even if they ask you to, I could have probably gotten a lot of trouble if I started yelling at, at this kid. Right. Which even if
1: even if he went to your boss and said, "Look, I asked him to because if he just comes to me with a soft voice, I'm gonna it's gonna go in one ear and out the other." But my dad yells at me, so I need my teacher to yell at me, so I understand that he means business. I need to get my great shit together or whatever.
0: You look at a lot of kids if they're on a football team or a basketball team, their preferred way of communicating a lot of times is yelling at each other. Well, uh, well and you Tom have to. Great. You
1: have to. You're playing football. That's what. 300-yard field, or 100-yard field, uh, sorry. um, 300-foot field, you can't hear somebody whispering 300 fucking feet away. I work in a warehouse with, if you're not using an impact drill or the sandblaster or the paint sprayer, you have to yell or people won't hear you.
0: Adding on to what you're saying there, socially speaking, if I'm not yelling to you and you're not yelling back in some of those situations, even if we're close proximity, you're going to think I'm not taking this seriously. Yeah, 100% talking very proper and very quiet. With the adrenaline rushing, I think that's just kind of the natural state. I think if you look back at humans many years ago, if they're taking down a mastodon or something or hunting something. They're screaming at yeah, each other. Yeah, they're screaming and yelling at each other because things matter, things need to get done right or someone gets squashed. Or
1: your sense of urgency is palpable when you're yelling. You can tell, yeah, if we were playing a game of soccer and I missed something on a play or whatever, and you just go, oh, hey, bud, we should try harder next time. That's not gonna do anything for me, but if you come up behind me and scream at me, you left it wide open. Ah, oh, he's pissed, He did, that. Was that's on me, that's my fault, I need to work harder on that.
0: You're right, because we, as a society, we've moved from recognizing yelling as, hey, this is of something of high importance, mm. and yeah, it can be something of aggression, yeah. or intimidation, You know, try, trying to be menacing towards someone, but that's the only thing it's recognized in many parts of society today, yelling in any, respect is just someone trying to intimidate and scare someone else because they're a mean person and everything has to boil down some kind of Disney story where everyone, someone has to be this completely evil villain and there's this all virtuous, pure, good person. And everyone wants to say, Hey, I'm the the good one. So I just, I think that's unfortunate. I think we're losing something culturally with the language.
1: I think you're right. And I'm kind of, I'm I'm
0: not kind of, I'm squarely in
1: the yelling. I'm a yeller. Like I'm not a quiet person. I've kind of got a booming voice. If I'm out camping or something, you're gonna hear me from the other side of the lake if I get to yelling at somebody. And I guess that's not a bad thing for the job that I do. I you have to be able to hear me, or potentially even hear me say, "Get out of the way of that forklift that doesn't see you."
0: So or something. You know, tragic happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I think a lot of people almost feel like a resistance to getting loud when needed to because they're so trained to never do that.
1: You know, actually, one of my coworkers told me today, we were discussing this a little bit today, and he said that he didn't grow up in a house with yelling parents, so when his boss yells at him, it doesn't make him buckle down, it kind of upsets him. feels like... Not not so much like he's in trouble.
0: He starts to break down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less yeah. effective, as,
1: less opposed effective to... as opposed to more effective because he's buckling. He's less effective. I I wouldn't know how it feels because when somebody yells at me, I'm like, oh, yes, sir, my dad was a major in the Army. So when I get yelled at, that's how I react. It's like, oh, I, I got to let me just scoot around here and do what I'm supposed to do. And he, he flat out told me that's not, it doesn't work on me. You know, like that's not, It that's not going to work with me. And then there, there's even another kid where yelling at him isn't going to do any good at all because he doesn't take constructive criticism or criticism at all very well and the only the best way to get him to understand that he's not doing his job is and then he'll realize oh i'm not doing that i should be doing that and somebody else is coming over here and doing it for me and then he'll figure his own I, out. But
0: anyways i agree that does affect how people react to that information and you know, especially when it comes to motivation, if there's a CEO or a coach or whoever's just trying to inspire people and get people's energy and adrenaline rolling, so they can every single person in that group can be aligned towards that one singular goal, I just don't know of a situation where hey, they just start whispering or talking real low. And you that's know, that's the most effective way to do it. No emphasis on anything, no voice inflection, and none of that. It just we're slowly losing some of that stuff unless it's some staged event where it's still culturally appropriate to do that. But I mean, if you're just a supervisor on a small group, like you're kind of not allowed to do any of that Uh. anymore.
1: Well, ask me if you want, if would you enjoy having a monotone leader? Yeah. Yeah. Would you like, you know what I mean? If somebody said, Hey, here's everything you need to build a raft and six guys and you're the leader or six, you know what I mean? The, the monotone guy became the leader. Nobody is going to want to listen to that motherfucker. Try to tell them, how to put that damn thing together it's it's I, I don't know you need a little bit of you yeah. got to have you got you have to use inflection and to some degree that requires yelling yeah. and a little bit of aggression.
0: you wouldn't feel that he's truly passionate or no, serious about not at all
1: he's there because he has role. to be there,
0: sweeping back to encouraging people to have kids, there's been obviously a lot of government programs in different places to try and get people to have kids, and it hasn't been as fruitful as some of them have hoped, you know maybe in the short term it was helpful, but not in the long term, always thought of an idea that government doesn't do a very good job of improving culture, I would say, but and sometimes it does a very good job of making culture terrible, mm. where you have a lot of rules and regulations. We have some cities where, you know, just a lot of poverty, a lot of people not trying to work, a lot of crime, and things just go kind of the opposite direction they want it. And my kind of thought on some of this is, you know, what if a government came up with a policy to encourage people to have kids, but also for them to be productive members of society? Because if someone has a bunch of kids, but they're just a drain on the system, that's not helping. Yeah, the, the
1: adults or the children are both. Yeah. Hypothetically. No, I'm asking. What do, you mean, do, you mean, do you mean if the adults or if the children are a drain on the system?
0: Well, it could be adults straining, you know, like if they have a bunch of kids and they're just not productive members no, of society. house. it's just a welfare they, house. Yeah, you, know, you know, either welfare or in prison, Yeah, it would obviously be a pretty big drain on the system. Right,
1: and is currently. So
0: Here's my proposed idea. Keep in mind, you could change the numbers up or down accordingly to whatever would work best, but let's hypothetically say 1%. If you have kids who become productive members of society, when they start paying taxes and they're adding to society and not taking away from it, Maybe the parents should get like a 1% kickback on every tax dollar.
1: I could see I could see that being beneficial in some cases because it requires the parent to put thought and effort into their child knowing that later down the line my kid's hopefully gonna have morals and go to work every day and that's gonna help me out down the line too. So I mean like I like the idea. I get like I like what you're.
0: Because I first thought if there was a financial incentive to have kids, that might help improve fertility rates. But then you'd be fearful you might have like
1: a crackheads just been now babies. Have a uh, a,
0: <laughs> a baby mill where you're just right. kicking out babies, and there's not a lot of attention or care put into any of them. But if they start adding back into society, I think we should encourage those those people successful, productive members of society that are adding more into society than they're taking back out. Those are the people we need.
1: Well, I think, I like I said, I like the idea, but I think you might it might be worth adding something for the parents too. Maybe if you're gonna say, hey, as a parent, if you can instill the, the right kind of morals or ethics into your kid to where they later become a productive member of society, we're gonna give you a kickback for not teaching your children to be a piece there may be classes or something in there to maybe help some of those parents be able to do that, have the right thought process themselves, because they might have been raised by a piece of shit parent, and they don't know the right things to teach their kid.
0: So they would need to know how to do it. How to do it, yes. In education, especially with the online. Well, and
1: it might make make them feel feel like they're actually a little bit more part of like, hey, I'm going to classes to learn how to make me and my kid's life better, and eventually that's going to lead to making money.
0: Allow people in the most dire of situations a chance to pull themselves out, out of, of that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of unsung heroes and some of those really good parents who are in those situations who do churn out a bunch of productive mm. members of society yeah, But point. they
1: are few and far between compared to the number of people that are caught in a vicious cycle where their dad was a drug dealer, and now they're a drug dealer, and their son's going to be a drug dealer. What? Yeah. Or what have and there's you? There's
0: currently no incentive or disincentive for those people, and along with this too, not other
1: than jail, and even yeah. then,
0: along with this too, if you know they're paying in taxes and they're not getting into trouble, I think part of you'd have to put something in there as well. Say if you had a couple, you know, other kids who are a drain on society, then you may not get your benefit or kickback in that situation.
1: If there would have to be a little
0: discrepancy, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah, there's, this, is, this is without nuance. Is oh, not, yeah, This yeah, is yeah. A, a set of, like, 30 words, and yeah. this would take pages of. Uh, oh. to put it in the bill. Oh,
1: yeah, because I, uh, and even something like that, it could be like, maybe I had three kids and they were all trash kids, and then I realized they are my ways and I'm going to the classes and my fourth kid's gonna be better. Do I not get a kickback for the fourth kid because my first three were shit? You got a point. Or where. did I not know at all about it and then maybe I left my abusive husband and now I've turned a new leaf and I want my other kids to be, you know? I, 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 yeah,
0: I, I like your idea there that maybe there should be a, you know, some type of forgiveness for good well, behavior. There has to be, well, to
1: there has to be basically around. a caseworker to look at all the facts who's non-biased and go, yeah, she's turned a new leaf. She, I can see based on, all of these court cases with this dude who's now in jail for beating her, blah, 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 whatever it may be. There has to be somebody there going, checking the facts and being like, yeah, this is what's going on and we think it's worth putting the time into yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of the birth of this idea is just the fact that it's nothing but financial disincentives for most people to have kids Mm. nowadays. Now you can get a, you know, get, what is it, that tax credit for having kids, but- I wouldn't know. it's not worth it. It's <laughs> you, no one ever says, "Hey, you know that ch- child tax credit? I'm gonna go have a whole bunch of kids just for that." Yeah, you know, people
1: that yeah. don't have kids say that.
0: Yeah, and so it, it's just something to get because I don't already know. parents to go ahead and vote for a politician. That's all that is right there, and I just think you know if we ever get into dire straits where the U.S. is going to be just fine here for quite a while. We have plenty of immigration from South America. We're going to be doing just fine for the number of people there for just a while. And we'll actually increase in population. It's just some of these other countries where they don't have that attractive economy to pull people Mm -hmm. in. And they're going to have this large elderly top of their demographic they're going to need to take care of. They're going to be in some tough situations.
1: Well, that that age bubble is going to pop. All those people are going to die. There's not going to be anybody to replace them. And the ones that are there are going to leave that country. Like you said, they're going to go somewhere else. Because there's nothing left for them there, there's just elderly people and decrepit factories. Because we don't want to fucking work in them.
0: Yeah, or there's yeah, there's just not enough people to even keep them running anymore. Yeah, and I mean because they have to take care of the elderly, and if it's at such a disadvantage that the government's just taking loads of taxes out to care for these people, yeah, who's going to want to stay and work in a country that has no economic progress? and it's well and
1: then like, their dollars taxes. their money is shot as far as the world economy goes so any if you did stay in that country no matter what you did compared to the rest of the world you aren't making no money That's, so they're, they're they're like even if you had a bazillion dollars in that currency it's not going to help you any because you're not going to be able to buy anything from the rest of the world because your zillion ain't worth nothing to the rest of the world
0: a lot of countries in those situations probably will devalue their currency yeah. it seems to be a hot trend right now yeah. nowadays to oh, devalue your currency
1: yeah. Well, and then unfortunately, also,
0: also looking at that, too, is say if you're in one of those countries where you just have lots of elderly people and you hunker down and say, hey, I'm going to try and improve things. You're going to become a politician and do this and do that. Well, if you're looking out for the younger generation, well, that's the smallest voting demographic yeah. at that moment. The elderly, the older demographic is going to be basically pushing everyone else around. And I'll say, like here in America, boy, the baby boomers still have they a have good control amount of influence yeah. in the politics. Look at the age of our
1: and of they our have residents. since before I went. I remember being in government class in high school, and the baby boomers had control of the political parties then, and they still do. They still and, do. Yeah, and our cabinet and everything, everything. It's full the whole government is full of baby
0: because yeah, i don't see the younger generation saying, "Hey, let's uh, elect the oldest president in history." Yeah, that fucking makes sense. And let's follow that up by having the next oldest president in history. Right. And of the two front runners, we're again going to probably elect the oldest president in history. Yeah. So uh,
1: Yeah, and the one and the one that did get elected is a, a space case. You know what I mean? Like there are multiple instances. A lot of handlers. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a goof.
0: Yeah, I kind of thought it was like one of those movies where the one guy would tell into the other guy's ear what to say to the woman so he could sound cool. Yeah. I kind of thought it was one of those situations where he's being fed the teleprompter or something. And still not
1: getting it right, clearly. Yeah. But you're right. People my age, 30-year-olds, 35, 40-year-olds, they would see our current president. They do see our current president and go, that guy's a zombie. Is is senile? What do you mean? That's it's our president.
0: We we voices.
1: definitely were not the age group that voted him you, into office.
0: Do you ever think that the handlers and the people in power who are telling him what to say? Because I've seen the redactions on every so often he says something and then they completely go back against it. So they don't know. Oh yeah. That I mean that. So I think he is just a puppet mm. for them at the moment. And I feel that those people obviously don't want to lose the power that they've achieved. I think one of the things we don't really look at when we look at these plummeting fertility rates is how much having a kid right now would affect your life or my life and versus, say, our great-grandparents' mm-hmm. lives. Say, if they were farmers or something, they already have somebody at home who's going to be with the children. The child's going to be raised and be a, another farmhand, so they're actually going to help out. Or with our lives, it's gonna be a financial burden. We're basically saying, Hey, I'm ready to give up a quarter of a million dollars to uh get this human being to adulthood.
1: Right. And then, you know, if you already already have kids and if they don't drive, then you're adding another schedule. You've got a baby schedule, and a few years you have a toddler schedule, and in a few years you're gonna have a kid going to school on a completely different schedule than your other ones. And possibly extracurriculars yeah, it's a huge change compared to
0: they don't end up at the same school building mm-hmm. you drive to I remember driving to three different schools mm-hmm. at one point like it was frustrating.
1: I could see that being terrible
0: you know also when it comes to how much it affects your life to have another kid, socially speaking, if our great grandparents had a kid, you know it didn't change a whole lot. maybe they would still go play cards with the neighbors but they right. had one more kid who tagged along you know
1: or ran around outside while they were doing it
0: yeah i mean if if you're a a younger person today and you have a kid i mean well that affects if you can go out to the club you know who you're going to go hang out with the social circles completely change once someone starts having a kid you know all the people without kids they're not like hey let's go hang out with that person who has a couple toddlers right right now that sounds like a lot of fun it can can't that, open up. You can't have a couple margaritas around them.
1: I'm yeah. in that exact boat for the most, because I know people that are 25 and have been married for five or seven years or whatever and have two or three kids. I'm 30, never been married, don't have any kids. And the circle of people that I know, they either have kids or are younger than me. There's very few people that I know that are my age or older that don't have kids. And because, I mean, it's not... And they're, they're few and far between. Yeah. The social circle definitely changes when you start having kids.
0: I'm sure to the younger crowd, those ones that just had kids and started becoming more responsible, probably not as much fun in some ways. Uh, Yeah. They have to be, when you have to be responsible for Mm -hmm. another human being, you're just not as free flowing, spontaneous, just ready down for anything at that point. Well, some
1: definitely definitely some. some people are, but you would hope that that would wear off in their ability to be a parent which up here but yeah uh, you um you kind of have to rein it in a little bit when you have kids and that changes your whole life too if you're not going out and partying and drinking and hanging out with jessica all the time then your circles are going to change your life you know the people you hang out with and the things you do after work are going to change
0: and i know socially way back in the day before they had all these different types of birth control well for people to have those type of Relations, they basically had to get married, and they're kind of a given. You're going to end up with a couple kids, right. more than likely, unless you probably someone isn't fertile
1: with somebody, unless you are going to marry them.
0: Yeah. Well, nowadays, I mean, how many different partners does someone have? You know, especially in the younger generations, before they settle down and have a kid. You know, back in the day, you
1: like, might have one, one of the swimmers one, was two.
0: getting through, and there was going to be a kid involved somewhere.
1: Yeah. But, but you, you might have, have even from my parents' day, like. My parents were born both. My parents were born in '56, and even, even in their day, there's like, I would be willing to bet that the uh, average number of people, like sexual partners, has just skyrocketed between the ages to, to up to 25 or something versus what it was in my parents' day.
0: Oh, I'll bet you're right. It's kind of crazy to look at the, you know, the number of partners nowadays.
1: Social media's got a huge part to do with that.
0: Yeah, it's almost kind of looked down upon. I mean, last people are probably hiding the fact if they're a you know a virgin waiting for that one, and they're gonna have a relationship. Even though, oh
1: yeah, I would imagine most of those type of people are either in church or hiding it from everybody else, or both.
0: And statistically, you know, if they've had a few hundred partners, their likelihood of their uh, marriage being successful is much much lower. Why? That's, that's the question. Is it something to do with how we bond with other people? Have we taken all the novelty out of life? Have we not saved anything for them? And that? That is a good question. I mean, why is that, that those don't tend to work out uh, as often?
1: You mean people that have had a lot of sexual partners tend to have worse marriages?
0: Well, they usually the marriage breaks up, but uh, mm. uh, much more likely to get divorced.
1: Maybe that's because they've been with somebody who...
0: Maybe abuse Maybe the...
1: Well, no, I was going to say, maybe the person that they're with, they've decided they do or don't, they don't like some of those traits, and they have been with in the past the person who has traits that they do like more, and so then they get in their head, I found somebody like that before, blah, 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 who's to say I couldn't again?
0: No one wants to give up that, that fish that got away. Right,
1: right. Well, and that and it's and nobody truly wants to settle for something that they don't want when there's something out there that they do want.
0: I'd say so. I think a lot of those situations too, we conflate like, Hey, you know, especially for ladies, if someone who has a one night stand with them, like, Oh, Hey, I could, I could have that person, you know, I could lock them down and they would be in a relationship with me for life and no one else. Where in no, reality, nowadays. I think in reality, you know, especially with a lot of guys, they will, you know, they will have relations with a woman that they would never settle down and marry. Yeah. Yeah you know, and that's just what they do. But I think that gives a false impression, especially let's say if it's that 0.1 top percent of guys and, you know, they, they're probably having relations with all all sorts of women, but obviously they're not going to have a relationship with the hundred plus women they've had or a long-term relationship with the hundred plus women they've had relations with. Right. Yeah. Usually when we have events where couples are locked in with each other say like a blizzard or a power outage or something like that these couples would have a baby bump about nine months you know nine months down the road but it's very concerning now with covid we had just the opposite we had all these couples locked down they can't go anywhere and they didn't have more kids they had they had less
1: Do you think that had to do with because it was a sickness and not just like a power outage? Yeah. You you know, you you don't want to sleep around with people or maybe not even around with people. A, you can't leave your house, so you're not finding new people to sleep with if you're single or otherwise. And B, if your partner has been around people that may have been sick, then they might be sick and you don't necessarily want to sleep with them because then you might get sick.
0: Yeah, but even like on a blizzard where all forms of transportation have been pretty much on lockdown. We would still see that bump from just the couples who are already couples, but maybe there was a fear factor with COVID that yeah. these people, if they're already sleeping in the same bed, if one of them has COVID, they've probably already given it to the other. Right. For some reason, they just chose, hey, we're not having more kids. This is a terrible time to have kids. And maybe education is helping them become more aware of when to have kids and when not to. I mean, obviously, you know, with the virus, there's uncertainty there uncertainty with the economy uncertainty with you know, the world in general, you know, a lot of them just can't convince themselves like, hey, let's have some more kids. You know, we had the opposite effect. You know, if we have another tragedy, are we just going to have pretty good drops in the fertility rate? Is this something uh, to come?
1: Well, I don't know. I think if you asked me at any point in my life, up to this point, at least, if I want to have kids, I would say, yeah, I want to have kids, but now's not the right time for that. I'm 30 and I'm still going to say that it's not the right time for that. I don't got the money to support a kid and pay for a car and a house and work a full-time job. Even if I had another partner, chances are it would still be living paycheck to paycheck. And I don't really want to have a kid living paycheck to paycheck if I can avoid it.
0: That's true. And everybody's trying to have a kid (laughs) live that life of, you know, the Joneses, you know, the neighbors, they're like, what is everything do they have for their kid? And Grew up in a family where we had five kids, and I think they, you know, I think the expectation was we're gonna, yeah, you know, we're gonna pay for our own college. And I remember, a lot of we went to a town where most of the people were Mennonite, and they thought it was so strange. Like, why would you ever have five kids? Why would you have more than two kids? Because the whole question was, how are you going to pay for their Everything college
1: for all of the kids?
0: And that's when I would explain to them that's the neat part. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: you don't. You just have kids and they figure it out when yeah. they get older.
0: But if these expectations, you know, I guarantee that, you know, their great great grandparents, you know, most of them didn't go to college. Mm, yeah. And so they didn't have that expectation. So, I mean, we're getting this drift of just higher and higher expectations where if we can't provide this really high bar for our kids, we're not gonna have any kids.
1: Well, and it used to be easier too to go to college, get an education education, and use that education to pay for your life the rest of your life. Now it's not quite as easy, especially because education is ten times more expensive or what have you. You know, you can't spend twenty thousand dollars on an education and get an actual education anymore. You are correct. You the can't.
0: prices have inflated yes. to very high levels. The guarantee of getting a job is no longer there. Most nope. of the people I know, many of the people I know, don't, don't use have, their degrees. They have that degree, but they're doing something that's very often not even related at yep. all.
1: Yep. I mean, well, because that because it paid, and maybe it paid well, and it just my degree kind of. You know, I spent four. I I didn't spend a bunch of time. I took college courses in high school and a couple couple semesters after high school, and it just wasn't for me. It's not the learning environment for me, but.
0: It just—it just
1: never seemed like the right path. Why would I want to pay somebody a ton of money to teach me stuff, most of which I don't need to know for the thing I want to learn, prerequisites and so yeah, on? Have,
0: and
1: and then I got to pay all that back and also live. I don't know. Yeah, I have yeah, like 200 credit.
0: I have about 200 credit hours that I don't even use yep. towards about anything. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of. You know, when the government says hey we're going to go ahead and pay for a lot of things we're not going to make sure that these things are having great outcomes we don't punish them if they're not doing a good job well yeah it's going to inflate and unfortunately i'm disappointed with the younger generation as opposed to saying hey make this more valuable they're saying hey just pay for it and don't and i don't want to worry about it and right. that's you know that's just going to inflate things even further we oh, yeah. have worse colleges worse degrees and you know, worse teachers we have a problem with the number of jobs that we have that demand someone with a college degree and the number of people with a college degree looking for those jobs we have more people that with huge degrees. disparity
1: between those two numbers yeah. yeah we
0: have more people with degrees looking for much fewer jobs with degrees mm-hmm. and that's causing a problem and then we also have a problem on the other end of it where we have a lot of people with degrees that would never think of going for a job that doesn't require a degree but we have more of those jobs with requiring no degree than we have people With no degree to go after those jobs, so that's the other problem on the other end of it. Yeah, it 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 seems that anywhere that we've educated, you know, men and women, we've had these huge drops in fertility rates, where it's pretty concerning. We don't have many groups that we can point to, whether it be even the religious traditionalists of all the different religions. They all pretty much have seen a hit. With one exception, is with the Jewish population with israel we've actually seen it it did drop for a little while we went from about 3.4 down but now we're back up to 3.1 again so they're kind of the one outlier where they're highly educated and
1: And still producing children
0: they're still producing they're still growing they're still producing children and i don't know how we can extrapolate out of that and say hey this is a, a solution should things get dire we can copy this model from them and apply it to us but They're about the only ones that have become highly educated and still growing.
1: I would, I mean, far be be it it for me to actually know the answer, but to some degree, I'd like attribute that to their sense of family community. You know what I mean? Like they, at least as far as I would know, they kind of operate under like that whole family. We're all a family and we're all going to do good. Family's more important. Family's more important. And on top of that, they are not stupid. I think some of the highest numbers of people with incredibly high IQs are Jewish, like Hasidic Jews and so on and so forth.
0: Sure are a lot of Nobel Prizes. um, Yes. Yeah. With, uh, I guess. Well, that's
1: what I was kind of getting at is they're smart and they're frugal and they, they know when and how to use their money. And they, they have, have a a, a really close knit sense of community right? and family tradition. They they, they, they go, go to the same churches or mosques or other or whatever. whatever. Um, and I, I that I has got, got to do something strong. to do with it. I think I'm, I'm not, not saying no, other other parts of the world, I mean, India, yeah, and you don't, know don't, uh, don't have strong don't family. don't have that.
0: Yeah, I think as a nation, I think there's still some fighting pride there, mm-hmm. in that they're kind of the little country surrounded by a lot of other. Countries that are more on the hostile side of things, well, so maybe I, that gives them some sense of purpose as a, a country too. That maybe, hey, we need to thrive as opposed to other countries. Like I'd say, with our youth here in America, sit down, listen, and you know, don't cause any trouble is right. probably the biggest goal I see a lot of kids with today, or were goals that are handed down to them. You know, I think we're kind of pulling up the ladder behind us because I mean, when we were kids, you know, we were kind of expected to be productive members of society and attack goals and this and that. And I think for the younger generation they're I don't know if we're kind of handing those challenges down to them saying, Hey, you guys need to be, you know, part of this picture, part of the solution, just like everyone before you.
1: Well, well we're right? telling them that they need to be part of the picture and the solution, just like everybody before you, but they were yelled at and screamed at their entire lives and told to, you know, to, to be quiet and stay out of the way and so on and so forth. And they, don't might not know some of them might not know how to like deal with that. They don't know how to, well, kind of like we said earlier, sheltered. There's a lot of people out there that, even if they weren't sheltered or just kind of like maybe emotionally sheltered or sheltered to the world where they still don't quite understand how the world works. Yeah. And
0: like, like you're saying, some of them kind of getting beaten down. So if, if yeah. anyone has any kind of energy, passion for anything, that's not a good thing when you're trying to keep 35 students quiet. Right. That kid needs to be quiet. Right, and because now, keep to himself, even
1: you know? though he loves math, all these other little idiots aren't learning right because he's not being quiet. you yeah, well, that's wants discouraging him from being a mathematician, you know what I mean, or being an engineer because now you're telling him to stop being vocal about the thing he really cares about.
0: He wants to create or invent something like, well, that's great, little Timmy, but I need you to be quiet because yep. you're going to get everyone else off track here. Yep and, and we most can't of those afford kids that. don't care
1: about that math but timmy cares and you're screwing him
0: yeah and i think a lot of the kids too see through a lot of the lies of the mm. educational exchange as i guess they used to call it or maybe still do that hey you you work hard you learn all the stuff we tell you to learn you will get a job you'll have a great life right and i think a lot of them know that it's a lot of busy work now They're trying to keep kids out of the workforce from lowering wages for the adults Mm -hmm. we don't want to compete with jobs for them a lot of this is busy work a lot of it's propaganda there's just a lot you know i think they understand a lot of it they could probably learn what they need to learn to go out and get a job pretty quickly but we're a lot of the stuff yeah might be enriching to their life but i think they understand a lot of it too is trying to keep them quiet and out of the way until we do flip that switch and say, hey, you need to get out in the working field and you need to be productive right now.
1: Right. Well, and even then, if if, if we that's the problem, though, is we keep them quiet and out of the way, and, and then one day go, oh, by I, the right, way, you, you need to get, to get a job, job and be a productive member of society. society they're they're going to go, I don't, I don't know, know how to function, function in society. society. You know mean, what I mean? They, they don't, don't know. know. They, they haven't don't, dealt my,
0: with those levels of anxiety well, or even, self-direction.
1: Even looking at my niece, like I've, watched my my mom try to have my niece clean up something in another room with a broom and i just sat there and watched my niece 13 14 years old old, old can't operate a hand broom you know what i mean no. and if you sit there and watch her she'll get so anxious because she thinks she's being judged about how she's using that broom that even if you're like hey it's okay this is how you do it it that doesn't stick like
0: it, it it's it's i could see it a child today being more worried of trying to figure something out being the internet age you could become yes. famous for doing something silly or dumb yep and yeah everyone's ready to call you out with sound effects and everything well, else. and on top so
1: of that she doesn't know, have any elbow grease or gumption or hasn't had to put in any work in her entire life at all for anything so everything is a challenging task
0: yeah i've seen some interesting solutions by some old farmers where mm-hmm to Fix something, they didn't always have the option of going to town and getting something a few hundred times a year. That just right. wasn't an option. So, a lot of stuff they would just have to fix right then and there with what they had. Make it happen. And there wasn't anything to refer to. And some of the things welded together are just devices that were made. You're like some of them are pretty clever, you know, like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I think nowadays, kids like, hey, there isn't an instruction sheet in front of me. A lot of them won't even they won't go even and try. Well, they won't even go and Google something. Yeah. You know, and that's. You look at any programmer out there. A large part of their job is looking. I mean, yeah. they're either look they're googling it or looking on Stack Overflow. And now it's uh, asking chat GBT. But a lot of kids nowadays are kind of used to like a teacher having an instruction sheet in front of them and telling them, you know, There's how to answer. do it as well. And if that's not happening, they just they don't even know how to search for the information or trying, you know, or just try and figure it out on their own. That used to be part of life is just looking at something long enough and flipping it around, looking it over I mean, like, until I mean, like, you do like you events, figure it out. Eventually,
1: yeah, right. And my, I feel like my niece in, in that age group, 13, 14, just doesn't have those skills.
0: And I think there's no longer a penalty for not figuring some of this stuff out. Because if a kid can't figure out any of the things put in front of them today, well, a lot of it is usually from school. You know, their life doesn't get any worse if they can't get They'll there. They'll
1: just move on to the next thing. Yeah. Back yeah.
0: in the day, if you couldn't get that go-kart working... It's not going to be as much of a fun summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're you're not going to go screaming down the road with your buddy on the back of it. You know what I mean? Or taking it out to the dirt hole to go fishing and shit. And that's what you relied on. Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Nowadays, if the kid's Xbox isn't working, he's not expected to fix it. I understand the complexity of some of those things. They're not going to be able to right. even with help of Google. I think it's. It, there's not going to be much of a penalty because the parents are going to go ahead and just send it in to get repaired and it's going to be back I'll in a few days. A and plus X-Box, they have the, yeah. the games on their tablet, their computer, and all these other different things as as well. They're not going to be left with just boredom staring them in the face unless they figure something out. Right. Um, kind of looking at some of the global trends on a lot of this stuff with, with the fertility rate dropping. We all are gonna be hurting for workers. And in the US, we have the luxury of, for some of the non-college degree jobs. You know, we have enough immigration, not only to sustain our jobs, we're actually gonna go ahead and keep on growing for a while now, unless something really flips. If We lost all immigration, that you gets know, a different question, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different monster then. But currently we have enough people, but eventually there's gonna be competition and some of these economies, and some of these places that aren't as appetizing as the U.S., are they able to be able to pull a lot of these different workers? Uh, China's—you know—they thought they'd have an endless supply of people from the countryside who are willing to go and work at the work in the city, work in a factory, they don't work for almost nothing, and it greatly improves their lives. And makes it makes a lot better. But now that a lot of people they have a much better quality of life, they have a lot higher expectations. They're not going to work in the factories for the same amount of money. They expect more pay, and a lot of these a lot of these companies have been moving out of china looking you know moving southwest you know looking for other different places where they can find even cheaper labor but it's becoming harder and harder mm. to find they have to move further and further and i think that's going to be an interesting issue for a lot of these countries i think the big winner i mean you know middle east is still producing have a positive population in a lot of places but boy africa is going to be a powerhouse old boomer it's going yeah it, I mean, because if you look at when an economy really just is just hitting on all cylinders is just full speed ahead, when they have a bunch of young working age people, and that's what they have, and they're producing more and more of them. They're, as opposed to being like a top, they're like a pyramid. They got plenty of people on the bottom, you know, willing and looking to work. They have the energy. And
1: move their way up that pyramid.
0: Yeah. People don't realize the energy in economy, a large part of it, is those younger people willing and wanting to find these jobs. So they're going to be doing great. And they're not going to be, you know, having to take care of a bunch of elderly people for quite a while. I mean, they have some, but I mean, there's just not that many. Yeah, it'll be in that it'll be like demographic right now.
1: Sixty or seventy years before they really start. By
0: then, yeah, they'll be really hunkered down. It'll be another issue, but yeah. Well,
1: well and if you know, they don't get their, if they don't get their
0: another forty fifty years, they're looking pretty good though. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they're going to be the ones with the workforce. It'll be interesting to see how a lot of those countries just evolve over time. And plus they have a lot of precious metals and other different things there. Yeah. It'll be I was going to say, if they start doing young, like
1: precious metals and r- r- refineries and stuff there, they'll they'll start being way bigger of a powerhouse. Like it'll, it'll become a lot more, what's the word, like urbanized.
0: Yeah. Well, and I got to give credit to uh, India as well, which their fertility rate isn't as high, but it's not dropping as hard. And I think they recently overtook China as the most popular. Looking at things from a very zoomed out view, poverty has been reduced greatly and is probably going to continue, which is going to allow a lot of these populations I mean, to get-
1: Like globally?
0: Globally, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot more countries where people are going to live to these older ages. And it, it's going to be interesting without the usual drivers that we've had you know, up until like the last 200 years, drivers have changed.
1: Or having children.
0: Having children. You know, with birth control, you can have your fun without having to have a little bundle of joy nine well, months later. We're slowly you know,
1: having less and less, and less reasons to have children.
0: Yeah. And and
1: so the the, no the only way, one that's I, I could, could see 100%, 100% staying there is just the biological 100%. urge to have kids. Yeah. And Everything think, else can go, go away for them. one reason or another.
0: Well, and for women, for status or finding purpose in their life, it doesn't... Back in the day, yeah, a lot of it was just, well, you could be a mother, have a bunch of kids, which is a very noble thing to do, but it was also the only thing to do for their options. Right. And with education going everywhere nowadays, it's going to, it's going to be going to be interesting. And I wonder, you know, at some point, are we all going to be fighting for immigrants? You know, when no one has enough workers to man anything, are we going to be saying, Hey, uh, Africa, uh, how can we entice your workers to come here?
1: Right. We need your, we need, your 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds to come here and do work because we don't fucking have because any of our we're old and own. decrepit. Yeah, yeah we yeah. don't have any of our own, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you uh, enjoyed the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, John I had a fun time. Out. I hope you join us in the next one. Have a good one.